Welcome to the podcast, season six, episode three. And we are all three here. Andy is in the UK. And <laughs> Leon and I, as usual, <laughs> we're in Nairobi. And in this episode, we thought we would talk all about mindset and the mental aspect of your health and fitness journey, as I would say that is even more important than the kind of physical and something that a lot of people underestimate. Um, so that's what we thought we would have a conversation about today. But first, we can have a little catch up. And yeah, Annie, how's it, how's it going over there? You're, you're being complimented on your physique now. Wow, yeah. It's Jimbo things, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the only compliments you ever get is from another guy in the gym. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like that. Well, it's a funny joke where all guys assume it'll be the ladies who are like, ooh, nice arms. Or, nope, it's always the guys. <laughs> yeah, it's always the guys. It's, but it's, it's good. You know, <laughs> like you said, I posted this yesterday. The bodybuilding world is way more supportive yeah. than people realize. Like, yeah, you know, people are willing to come up to you in the gym and say, looking, "Oh, you're looking good," even yeah. if they don't know you. You know. No, I um, I agree with that. I think it is a really like you say, even though you're training by yourself, maybe you have a partner, but it's just I don't know. It is a it is a very supportive place and sort of competitive in one way. But you know, people can come up to you and be like, "Yeah, you know, you're looking." Well, really, here's the thing: really like good. even in competitive bodybuilding, you're not actually competing against anyone else. Yeah. Really, yeah, because all you can do is bring your best. And if your best isn't as good as their best, that's fine, you know, it's still your best. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you always remember that, you'll never be truly disappointed. Yeah, and it's. it's... And it's good even uh, like when you're, say, on stage or backstage and you have bigger, better arms than someone, a better back. There's always that, oh, dude, you, you know, you're, you have a nice back. Like, there's, it's competition, but it's yes. super supportive. Like, there's a bit of honesty, I think. It's, you know, like, yeah, he beat me here, but I beat him now. It's really, it's just, yeah. it's nice. It just makes, I guess... Everyone understands the work that goes in, so it, 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 it's... Um... I think some people post-show do get caught up a little bit in their own feelings and feel, you know, and really, where you place doesn't matter as much as bringing your best. You know, the only difference maybe if you're a pro when money matters. But yeah. when, you're, when you're fighting out for a $10 trophy, True. I don't <laughs> think it matters a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, you bring your best, you know, Everyone's spent a fortune on being there and getting there and everything else. Everyone suffered. <laughs> uh, so if someone beats you, then beat you. You know, what you do is you sign, you, you agree to be judged. When you enter a show, you are signing an agreement to be judged by someone. Place. You don't often like football reference decisions or rugby reference decisions, but, you know, you have to live with them, you know? So... That's the same, but I think generally speaking, that's why it is so supportive. Because, and even widen that, like you know, not the whole fitness industry, because it can, it can be in places a little bit too. But 
in that sort of bodybuilding in a slightly more niche area, I think it is more supportive because it is a little bit more, a little bit more niche. It's a little bit more, you know, um, a little bit more, what do you call it, um, on the, on the cusp of sort of, yeah, on the edge, yeah. you know, especially like proper, you know, proper competitive bodybuilding, it's like, you know, it is a, we won't go far, so it's cold, but it's, uh, like, you know, it's something yeah. that's on the, the fringes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. Um, I agree with that. But, um, yeah, so you're, how, how many weeks out now? Uh, five today. Wow. How many, I want to know, how, how much rice now? <laughs> Ten grams. No, you're yeah, refeeding. No. You're on a refeed. Most of, my, most of my days are down any rice except the rest days because I, I moved all my carbs pretty much into my, well, apart from vegetables and tomatoes, mm. like there some peppers and tomato part of my vegetables into the meal. Take a big part. Um, but like, yeah, 100 grams of carbs per day. But my intra takes up most of that, so that's fine. Oh, okay, yeah, my pre yeah, yeah. and intra. Yeah. But today I've got a refeed of 300. Oh, nice. Like, Ollie gave me a choice. I have a free, optimally, 300 grams today and tomorrow would be better. Yeah. Well, I could have 600 grams in one day and, and enjoy it a little bit more. I chose a 300, 300. As well. Yeah, because the 600, yeah. that would be a like a serious carb feast. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's a... I think my prep brain would have lied to me and I'd have gone for 600. Really? Uh, I think, I don't know, I think so. I'd be... But yeah, 300, like, 300 yeah, that's like, is good. Know, yeah. The reality is, if you can increase your calories over 48 hours, the hormones are thank you more than just yeah, like one, 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 yeah. Well, ex- exactly. Um, I yeah. I mean, that's sort of what the research is showing. You need to, like two to three consecutive re- refeed days to to reap the hormonal benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like just the what the one off is more of a psychological one. Yeah, big time, um, big time. <laughs> uh, so I'm also doing two refeed days. Um, I won't be eating quite 300 grams of carbs, but... <laughs> be nice. Uh, yeah. But, like, you know, I've still got training today, so mm-hmm. my pre and intra will take up still a big portion of it. Yeah. But I'll have just a little bit more pre and intra. I'll also, you know, get some... I love it being in the UK, because you get little microwave bags of rice. Okay. Yeah. 50 uh-huh. pence, so it's, like, not even 100. 50p. <laughs> like, 100 bob. <laughs> Right, yeah. a packet, and yeah, a basmati rice, and I'll, I'll, I'll use that for the day. Well, that's good, yeah, it just uh, gives you, well, you're, you're not thinking too much about the weighing the food, and you know, you just have it there, have it whenever you're, you're ready. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's funny when you're in Kenya, uh, you know, you come to the UK, actually UK, my shopping's always cheaper. Mm-hmm. It is sharp, but yeah, yeah, I get like chicken and everything. But it's because I mainly eat chicken at the moment. Yeah, chicken is definitely like the beef's cheaper than mince, but actually, I can get cuts of beef in the Kenya cheaper than mince it myself. Yeah, um, which is what I tend to do, but generally, yeah, it's like food shops a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah it is. Right. I was uh, 
I was even okay. telling, I think it was Wallace I was telling and he, he didn't believe it and I was like, during prep that week, buying the meats and the yeah. prep stuff, we were buying it clear and compared to here, it, it was uh, significantly cheaper. And it was just, yeah, fish and chicken, I think, and uh, maybe one beef meal bef before the show day, but it, it was much cheaper than, than here. Yeah, and that's why it's always quite nice, yeah. I, yeah, I can get all my meat, especially, you know, the chicken, for like, I don't know, it's probably about 700 shillings worth, which would cost me, for a kilo, so that's like going to be close to the thousand shilling mark in Kenya. Yeah. Chicken's Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, with the, the mindset of health and fitness, I think the biggest hurdle most people have is an all or nothing mindset. And, you know, we can say that as much as we want. And people are like, yeah, yeah, it's so obvious. But it's still, I think, one of the biggest things that stops people as you know there's never going to be a perfect time to start you know it's never going to be perfect like I do get a lot of clients be like oh I, I don't want to to start now because I have xyz or you know can we put it on hold because I can't commit fully I'm like that's actually the best time to have a coach who can help guide you and show you how you know to still you know give your not give your best, but it's how you can still achieve your goals and not be sort of quote unquote a hundred percent perfect because life is never like that. And it's better to learn the sort of tools so that you you know how to handle these things when life throws you curveballs and it's not just, oh well, let's throw everything out the window now. Um, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy, especially if you're a perfectionist. Um, but I can't say like any, any journey goes smoothly, whether, you know, it's a fat loss or whatever, you know, you, you cannot possibly predict things that are going to come up. And, you know, if, if you know how to handle them, if you, you know, as we always say, understand all the basics, you know, you will know what to do and you know that a couple of days of not being, you know, a hundred percent is not going to derail you. Um, easier said than done. Um, what What do you think, gents? What are your kind of tips for people who are all nothing as? This is just really like a habit. You know, we we can we can cut away everything else. Like you know, motivation, inspiration is just you know fluffy fun words. We can tick tick. People who succeed are people who build best habits. Mm -hmm. And you know. And when once you've got habits, you realise you know, things don't need to be perfect. As long as you can tick those boxes, you will progress. And I think this is where people don't give themselves enough uh, routine and habit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everyone's you know, been like, oh, you're so good with your food, making sure you, uh, you have your food and you take it. And I carried it on planes, even to UK. Like, when I got here on Monday from Dublin, I have my whole day's food with me, so I wouldn't miss a meal. And I wouldn't, you know, be looking where I get a meal from. And as I say to clients, you know, if you're prepared, everything else, you know, you, know, you make that a habit, you make prepping your food a habit. Therefore, 
every other habit comes easier. Yeah. Every other part of it becomes easier because you've done one harder bit. But once it becomes habit, it's not hard anymore. The hard bit is turning things you're not used to into a habit, but it doesn't take long. Yeah, I was just thinking because it's, it's the same way you say it because guys, guys ask, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I guess it starts off as a habit. You do it every day to the point yeah. it becomes a lifestyle, I guess, where you don't really have to think about it. You already know how the next day will be and how to push when you feel a certain way, how to you know hold back when you need to and you build it over time because yeah. like Claire said it you say you start with a coach say client comes to us we don't expect all or nothing when we start on Monday as coaches we're there to you know take you step by step to build that say one habit at a time which at the end of the day it helps with a change in mindset and you start learning and you start realizing how this affects uh, yeah. know, something else in your life maybe your training helps you focus better at work you know you being able to control your food comes back into how you plan your day with your kids with family with work so at the end of the day it, it can't be all or nothing forever even even for professional athletes there's there's a time for you know all or nothing maybe in season then time to push uh, hold back and like you have to be able to understand yourself as you build your habits over time. I guess that that's that's how I yeah. look at it. Pretty I much. think you know routines, having routines, it suits humans. I think most people true, true. benefit in any part of their life by having some sort of routine. You know, we start with kids. Yeah, you always say, "Oh, you're your kid into a sleeping routine." Yeah, you know, kids five off routine. You know, I think as you get older, that doesn't change. I think, you know, we we get the best out of ourselves. When we have a set routine, you know, we're awake at this time. We're going to do this between this and this time. We're going to do this during this time. You because know, it helps stay focused. You know, I do the same things at the same times every day. Yeah, true. You know, and it just makes my life easier because I know what I'm going to be doing, you know. Yeah. You know, I know what, what times I'm having my meals. Those meals are ready. I don't need to think about it. I'm not like out and about going. And I take meals with me. If I'm going to be out of the house, I make sure I've got my meals with me, even to, for, even for later, just in case I get stuck out. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to have to then look around for food. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know if this happens to you, but for me, like, any time I have to do something else and change sort of my training time, I almost get mm -hmm. confused and I'm like, crap, now what do I need? Like, you're so used to having a set routine that if, any small thing changes you can adapt but at first you're like oh, you know like yeah. a bit it takes it takes time to build a slightly different routine again yeah. it's a bit like you know i train at a different time when i'm at home because my routine only allows you know my day not to work it all out you know that's the time that works best and that's the thing if you pre-plan everything pre-plan your meals pre-plan your actual routine and your scheduling you'll be like you find out when works out best yeah. instead of trying to shoehorn things in. You know, whenever you try to rush things and do things, you know, it's it's never great. 
and you won't get your best out of it. But if you have a set plan and you keep that plan and you just execute the plan, life's easy, you know, it's same with like if you are doing, you know, an operational plan in the military or police or security, yeah, you have steps. And people work those steps and it's easy. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You go between it and you land it so you go, go to this. And not every plan works up really. And they don't always go according to plan. Like, you know, your days might throw a curveball in there. But if you have, like, you know, your food review, because you can build in a contingency. If you know that, you know, that's when I want to train. But if I don't train that time, maybe I'll just train after if you get off that. You know, have a plan, but keep some sort of flexibility in just yeah. in case. Cause I know some people are so rigid with a plan. One thing goes wrong. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so you've got to have a little bit of flexibility in it. But I do believe, as a whole, people do better for having a schedule and set routines. Yeah, and again, that's another reason I'm not a big fan of sort of 12-week transformations because before you can get that physical transformation, you've got to get mm. your, your mindset in place. You've got to work on these routines, on these habits. And they don't come overnight. No. You know, like Leon said, diet starts Monday. It's like, not really. You'd be like, mindset starts Monday. <laughs> now you start the work of just, you know, laying the foundations of finding what routines and habits work for you, how they work into your life. And it, it really can take a lot of time. And as we always go on about, there's a difference between, you know, working towards a very specific look as in a competition or if you've got a performance and then that does require sacrifice and a very different mindset but if you're in this for health you know and yes you can still have a goal of looking good but you've got to be ready to put in that mindset work because it is huge it is really really huge and again especially if you know, you're doing something that feels like it's taking you further away from your ultimate goal, like a reverse diet or a maintenance phase, you, and what I see in my clients, the biggest transformation is the mindset shift away from, yeah, an all or nothing, or just from, you know, years of disordered eating, you know, poor relationship with food, with exercise, and just learning to give yourself grace, you know, and especially if you have a family, um, or if you're working full-time, you know, you might see on social media, you know, someone else who is perhaps, you know, working towards a a very specific goal, and they just seem like they've got everything in place, and they're doing this, they're doing that. Like, even with myself posting, like, on social media my, my stories, how I can get in steps or whatever, I'm like, I, you know, I have a very different lifestyle to you. I don't have children. My job is health and fitness. For me, it's not difficult to make certain things a priority. And it's all about finding what you want to prioritize, how you can do it, and also what you won't do. I think it's important to also focus on what you are not willing to do and if you have a coach 
that's what you also need to discuss with them. Like, you know, if you say like, I like right now for me, I am just, I, I'm not willing to give up my, my uh, glass of wine in the evening. Like that is my lifeline. Or if I'm not willing right now to commit, you know, to going to a gym. You know, it's it's really important that you're you're honest with yourself, yeah. and if you have a coach about that, because yeah, what you won't do is just as important as what you will and want to do. Because <laughs> um, if you know, you want to make whatever you're doing enjoyable. Um, I mean, there there's there's a balance between you know, like it does take time to make certain things like a habit, and they might seem difficult at first, but you know, like a lot of a lot of people, when we give them step targets, they're like, "Whoa, how?" And then that's like their favorite thing ever. Yeah. But if it's something that's a chore for you day in day out, you know, don't do it. Like find find you know something different because it has to be it has to be sustainable. It yeah. really really does. If if you're doing something for life, you have to see whatever you're doing, you're doing it forever. There's no point just doing it for like three months um you need to find a way to make it your lifestyle and yeah, yeah. i always say to people you know give it a go like especially with steps if we really are struggling to do steps we find another way to get your activity level with you know I'm reduce calories at touch or we will give you a little bit of extra cardio if you find it more enjoyable easier to get you know um you know also yeah big yeah big things is what is your non-negotiable is it, is it important to meet with your friends on Friday, drink yeah. and have a burger? If so, you know, work around that, it's fine. You know, and that's one of my pre-sign-up questions. You know, and I, I have a lot of people on a, like a one-day high calorie just to allow that to happen. You know, we lower the rest of the week and one much higher day to allow for a bit of flexible eating. Be on the weekend, you know, with your family and kids or, you know, meeting other friends. But I did think you said one thing that was really important is give yourself grace. I think people are too hard on themselves. And yeah, we've all probably had clients where we just stop checking in and you're like, why are you not checking in? <laughs> and it's because they say, oh, I've had a terrible week or it's all gone wrong or, you know, I've seen you have, you know, you have a class that did so well and I feel like, you know, no, you don't know. Like, yeah. You're not. And everyone's journey's different and the reality is, you need to speak to me more when things are going wrong. Yeah. I'm here to help. I'm not here to tell you what. I'm not yeah. here to, you know, life happens. And sometimes, you know, we, um, you know, we get on with, you know, clients need to realise that, you know, life just happens and, you know, we're here to help them and not, not tell them off. Yeah, that, I think that's a very good point because I think... Uh, most clients start and look at it as life and training and goals. When it's it's one thing, but it's like, oh, I didn't eat one meal yesterday. My, I, I messed up. You know, uh, will, I can do extra cardio. Like, you have clients worried, and it's like, no, it, it's, you know, it's, it's part of the process. It, it's one day out of a lifetime. <laughs> so I think that's, that's one mindset a lot of people have. It's like, work life you know family and then training goals getting lean strong and they forget it it's you know it's all it's not even we've all had days like it 
mm-hmm. where things have gone wrong and we haven't been perfect. And for any of us sitting here on this podcast to say otherwise would be a lie. You know, we've all been in a situation where the wheels have fallen off, we've eaten something we shouldn't have, uh, we've done those steps we didn't, we skipped the training session, we haven't, yeah. What happens is we built up routines over time, so that's very limited. Mm-hmm. But like there's times in the past where it's definitely happened, you know? So I think, you know, clients need to realise everyone's in the same boat in that sense. Like we don't all have good days. And it's okay not to have a good day. Every client will have a bad day or a bad week or you know, will struggle for motivation over a period of time. So it's very normal. Yeah, it it really is, and it's a lot of language that people use is so harsh. <laughs> There's so much talk of failure, yeah. giving in, falling off. I think, especially in the fitness arena, there's a lot of that language. And I was talking to a lot of clients about sort of cravings. Um, and I mean that you can go very deep into that and those have a lot of <laughs> psychological roots but you know just again working with yourself rather than always feeling like you're working against yourself mm-hmm. is such a big one um, as when you set either unrealistic goals or you hold this ridiculously high standard for yourself you know and if you don't achieve that then you know you feel like you've failed and you know it's not failure. you can literally just try you know the best that you can and to be more realistic with yourself you know especially if it if it is if it is cravings if it is like you know he's coming to your period week or something and you you really find that that's when you normally crave something you know again work with your coach to make make a plan and so instead of feeling like you're always wanting something and you can't have it but then you give in and then you failed and then what's the point it's like plan it in yeah. you know plan plan things you like in um and that way you know you can still feel like you are in control uh, it's it's the same way with a lot of busy people you know there's not a set amount of time that you have to spend training you know it seems like everyone's like you've got to work out for one hour it's like no, you don't. You don't. And no I've, I've broken it down, you know, for a lot of clients into 20, 30 minute workouts. You could do 10 minutes in the morning and 10 in the evening if that works better for you. Rather than thinking, oh, gosh, where am I going to find this hour? And then you don't do it. And then again, you feel like you're failing. Whereas if you're like, OK, 20 minutes. Yeah, I can fit in 20 minutes and you do it and you feel and really thing, good. Like, you know, everything's individual. Well, I've had training sessions last two hours not because they're any longer than a one-hour session. Yeah. I've been able to do those sessions for 40 minutes. Yeah, it's okay not to be at your best and take your time. It's also okay to try and fit something in. Life is, is a bit like that, you know. And something I really, yeah, I often bring up and check in, you know, tell clients, you need to be kind to yourself. You know, you are, you know, if I spoke to you like this, it'd be... Uh, the whole, yeah, it would feel horrible. But you allow yourself to speak to yourself like that. True. You know, and that's what you know, people have to learn. You, know, you wouldn't speak to other people in that way. That's why you're speaking to yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, things go If your friend came to you and said, oh, yeah, I didn't get the training in this week, didn't get all my meals in, most people say, oh, that's okay. 
just one week. Yeah. But when it's yourself, you're like, oh, I failed, I'm rubbish, I'm useless. Yeah. It's not. It's just the case of it's one week. You can get back on it. It's one day or whatever. It could be two weeks. It could be one month. Yeah, you can still pick up. You can, yeah. And it's not the end of the world. If you're not a professional athlete, it's not your world. Yeah. Being fit. Sadly, it still is seen that way, you know, when, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I put on my stories last week because I was, saw this billboard for, it was like a hamburger and then a salad. And it's like, what you tell your trainer you eat and like what you actually eat. And it's this mindset that we're like a different species. And it's like, no, we're not. You know, just, you know, if you eat a burger and you feel guilty and ashamed and you can't tell your coach, you know, there's there's something fundamentally wrong about that, you know, and that sort of good versus bad, and it's like, we still eat burgers, we still have bad weeks, you know, it's just because it's, you know, it's our, it is more of our lifestyle, but there's, you know, that kind of sense of, you know, that we're, 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 we're watching you, and like, if we see you eating, you know, chicken wings with your friends, we'll be like... Oh, no. The problem is there is bad coaches that do. Yeah. There's bad coaches that bring us up, and um, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't understand. It's like, you know, is as a coach, you're there to coach, yeah. And uh, saying, yeah, you shouldn't be using. If someone comes into you and says, "I oh, uh, weekend drink," you shouldn't say, "Oh, you need extra time on the treadmill." Yeah, it's, it's so we bad. shouldn't be using exercise as punishment. We shouldn't be using the diet as punishment. It should all be enjoyable. Yeah. It doesn't mean it always will be enjoyable, but overall it should be an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's days when you feel really tired and you, you, know, you do a bit of cardio and you don't like it, but you do it. But at the end of the week you go, that was a good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gotta be something, some reward to doing it, otherwise it's just not worth it. Yeah. This is like everything. It's a reward-based, you know, system in life where how much time are we giving up to be fit versus how much enjoyment are we getting from that? Because if you're getting yeah. no enjoyment from it, then you can be using that time to get some enjoyment from something else. Yeah. Do that. And, you know, the cost of that could be, yeah, you're a little bit less healthy. You might, the life might stop earlier. Mm-hmm. That's what can't be known. But if that's worth it to you, then it's fine with me. I'm always, yeah, I always say this to people, if you are someone who likes training, brilliant. If you're someone though who doesn't and you like I don't know, eating all the time and being obese, that's okay too. That's, that's your choice. Yeah. It's choice, it's never yeah. a choice. That's fine, I'm okay with that. If you are someone who you know, and the reality is most people in the middle people like eating out, people like drinking. People enjoy it, socialising with friends, but we also enjoy a bit of training or a bit of physical activity. And the gym isn't for everyone. That's another mm-hmm. thing I say to people. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to be a, a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a 
you know, CrossFit athlete, you don't have to watch CrossFit games there or be like that. You know, to get your enjoyment out of physical activity, it could be going on a hike, it could be, you know, walking in nature, it could be just walking your dog, it could be jogging, it could be fell running, it could be a million different things. But it's what it is to you. And I think this is what people forget. They look on social media and they feel that they've got to do um, do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, that's not the case. I think uh, also for a lot of guys, it's something to look out for. I guess where if your trainer or coach uses food and uh, say training as punishment, that that should be like an alarm. Like where you know, because it 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 fosters a mindset where say you get another coach or even to yourself, you just can't be honest with yourself because you're scared. You're like. Oh, if I tell Clear I had wine, crap, she's going to give me 20 extra minutes on the cross trainer and I hate that machine. You know, so you get maybe Clear and you're like, oh, I had chocolate or I had... And Clear's like, oh, cool, how was it? You know, did you... Yeah, did you... that's the first thing I always say. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... But it's, you enjoyed it. Yeah, and, it's true. and it's I true. found it takes... It's also work because whereby the client, first of all, they're very confused. Like, did you mistype? Or, and <laughs> you find after a few months, the client comes to you and tells you, oh, man, I had uh, fun last night with my family. I had this. I woke up. I felt good. I looked good. And, you know, there's, there's also those wins. I guess clients are always too focused on the scales. They forget things like that. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you, but there's the other lesson to that side, which is, if you go out and drink and eat, say, a pizza, a few beers, or a few wines, or whatever, yeah. the scale weight is going to go up, but it's not body fat. It's not... <laughs> like, you say this to those people, yeah, I like, if I say I have a repeat day, you know, go out, enjoy yourself, go go away for a week, have a holiday, mm. eat everything inside. I've told the clients that. I said, what happened is the scale may go up a little bit, it may, it may not, it may go down. If it goes up a little bit, it's not, unless you've been really going crazy, it's not all body fat. You know, it's not, it's going to be water and stuff. And that's easy to come off after. Don't stress it, enjoy it. You know, yeah. enjoy these times. Yeah. So, yes, people get made to scale, but also it's realizing what the scale's actually telling you. It's yeah. not. And never tie yourself worth to a number. It's just a number. Yeah. I think. For me, the biggest satisfaction and the biggest wins are the mindset ones with my clients. And one, she recently went away to Europe and she'd just been in a, a deficit, made good progress, and she was so worried that you know she was going to do undo all the hard work, <laughs> again, that language. And I was like, look, don't even try to train. Just enjoy yourself generally when you're in Europe or other sort of international cities you walk and I'm like you know we've worked together a long time you kind of know portion sizes things like that but just enjoy yourself and she came back she didn't even put on any weight and she had pastries and chocolate and she was just like confused no 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 she was just like this is the best thing ever I'm like yes it is you can still hit all your goals go out and enjoy yourself um, and it, it just yeah. takes time to get that mindset. And it's like going to yeah. Dubai, same thing. I was like, 
blood and place them by, eat everything. I said, don't move into the cheesecake factory. Let me visit it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, eat, yeah, eat. Just enjoy yourself. And if you, you know, stay active with your kids because you can to. You know, take them to Legoland, water park, wherever it may be. You know, be in the pool with them. You know, keep yourself active. And that's enough. I said, if you want to train, you see, Jim, you've got opportunity away from kids to train. It's for you. You can do that. But don't do it because you think I want you to train. Yeah. I want you to have a holiday with mm-hmm. your family. You know, I want you to eat your food. And then when we came back, we were actually lighter. You know, mm-hmm. because actually they were less old. Uh, older, less less stress, water. Yeah. Well, of course, our water weight was gone because yeah. we actually had a holiday, not yeah. worrying about everything yeah. yeah that's that's the moment i think most clients go and see to themselves and they're like what have i been doing all my life why why was i eating 900 calories and you know it it makes the client start thinking like wow this is this is it's it's interesting like if they get more into it and it it, it just changes the whole yeah. it's just about psyche being mindful like you know you can take time off, you know, be mindful to just stay active, yeah. a little bit active, and then that's normally enough, you know, eat food, it doesn't mean, the same, they eat Cheesecake Factory every meal, yeah, it doesn't mean, that you, you know, like four pizzas a day, just eat to, your, to be satiated, but make me enjoyable food, you don't have to worry about hitting your protein target, you don't have to worry, you're not going to lose gains, yeah. It takes a little bit longer than you know, a week, two weeks holiday to lose all your gains. Yeah, yeah, most of your weight will be water weight. Yeah, it's it's crazy though. I also, I always think back and whenever clients tell me some stories, I remember I was that person because I used to train six to seven days because I thought rest days would set me back. Days of the week. I used to schedule cheat days because if I ate anything midweek, met friends or did anything, I I would have a bit of guilt. But since I'm the guy in the gym, the trainer, I always didn't tell people about it and kept it to myself. But I I think clients assume we don't, we've not been there, you don't understand. And it's something I think everyone goes through. And you, you just get to learn more about yourself and, and the process, so to speak. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what people gotta realise. Like, if you're stressing and squeezing in training sessions or overtraining, you're getting less out of it. You know, as I was listening to a uh, podcast last night with Oscar Young, who's Young Simbo, who's um, trained yeah, yeah. by JP, has been for ten years. He's from originally his family from Kenya. Kenyan guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was saying he now only does one leg session a week. His legs have got way bigger from doing that. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you can put in maximum effort, you know, and get maximum recovery. And what you find is people trying to train more. And, you know, for some people you need the frequency, especially if your intensity is not True. maximum. Yeah. But a lot of people would actually do better from training a little less. As in, staying active, but not necessarily... You know, trying to flash yourself, actually getting some rest days, but rest, getting a couple, yeah, day where you can just rest and digest, you know. I, th- I think that's the, the hardest thing for most people in learning yeah. that less is more. And 
that kind of goes into like when you are really stressed in your life, finding what you need to pull back on. And sometimes your health and your, not your health, but your, your training needs to take a back seat sometimes, you know, and if you're, if you're focusing on, on family for whatever reason or your business for whatever reason, you know, instead of trying to beat yourself into the ground, be like, okay, what can I still do? You know, that's going to yeah. help me feel my best in terms of nutrition and your training, but, you know, not stress you out. So is that scaling back your training, maybe just doing your walks? What does that look like for your nutrition? Because that's also the all or nothing mindset. Like when, when you can't have, you know, maybe all your gym sessions or whatever, it, you can still do it. You just need to peel it back a little bit. Um and again, yeah. working with a coach can help you do that because you're like, oh, well, what's the point of a coach if I'm not training every day? It's like, <laughs> no, that's not the point. You know, again, we, we're here to support, guide you and show you how you can still, you know, fit in yeah. your training or fit in your nutrition. Maybe it's like, oh, well, why don't you get a meal prep company during this hard time? Like if you've just had a baby, it might be worth looking at getting a meal prep company or if you've got exams you know, and you can afford someone else to make your food, it's like, do it. <laughs> Definitely. I think, you know, yeah, that's all, you know, really important as well, you know, if you can do. I think it's about finding out what your true goal is. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to look better, which is fine. But if your goal is actually to be healthier, and I find this, especially with, you know, clients with kids, they want to be they're like, oh, I want to be healthy, I've got kids, I want to live, you know. Well, there's a difference there, yeah. Having that as your goal is great because it's not purely aesthetic, yeah. yeah. You can focus on performance, which is what I prefer deep down. Yeah. You know, but with um, being healthier, yeah, you have to spend all your time in the gym. Yeah, it's nice resistance training, we know health benefits resistance trainers yeah whatever but you know four sessions a week three sessions a week yeah. you know you, you get those um you know if it's purely health then you know watch your diet and just stay active which is the biggest and manage your blood glucose and those little things the you know if obviously your goal is purely aesthetic and it's purely a physique goal that's slightly different but again it's, you know, we get down to what we, we say often is know your goal and, and be real, you know, real about your goal. Don't say your goal is to be healthier to, to coach. That is only purely aesthetic. Mm -hmm. You know, health, actually looking good isn't about health at all. Yeah. In fact, it can be the flip side of that. You know, yeah. you want to be really shredded. Yeah. Now, I've got, I've had guys come to me and say, oh, this is what I've been really shredded for at least once in my life. Well, I'm, I'm done with it. I understand that. It's nice, to, you know, to see what that's like once. Yeah, um, true. I'll support that. You know, so you know, likewise, if someone said to me, you know, I want to just be fit to run, you know, an ultra match, I'll be like, I'm down with that as well. Actually, I'll be super down with that. Sounds awesome, right? Um, you know, but the training's different, so you've got to be realistic with your goal um, and be honest with your coach. If your goal is just to be shredded and you really have always wanted abs, it's fine. That's your goal. But save that from the beginning because 
the way your programming will be set up be different. You know, it'd be you know less about like me. It'd be less about health. You know, I'm less worried about a lot of things carry over. But if you said to me, I want to be the healthiest person, I'd be like, all right, there's a lot of other things to do, yeah. and a little bit less from a training thing. You know, we do a little bit of a training thing, but we really focus on, you know, yeah. micronutrients and macronutrients, yeah. True, true. yeah. Rather than just, you know, physique, you can just get by on macros. But when they talk about health, we're going to say, yeah, we'll make sure you get your 28 grams of fiber. We're going to make sure you get enough vitamin C, A, D, E, you know, all these things. So, and, you know, then I was put towards a nutritionist or a dietitian like Ashley. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know, you, you're, you're best off getting a diet plan. If, you're, if your job is that you want to just be healthier, you're better off. I'll do a little bit of training, you know, do your training plans. Well, but you, you should get a proper true diet plan from a registered dietitian. That's a real, yeah, to make sure you are being healthy. Yeah. And I think there's so uh, another flip side like definitely give yourself grace but then you also need some tough love like especially if it is an aesthetic yeah. goal you yeah. really for aesthetic goals you've got to be willing to put in the work because mm-hmm. so many people are like oh i, I want to look like you i'm like okay are you prepared to go into maintenance in a slight surplus for a whole year are you prepared to get <laughs> uncomfortable? After that, are you prepared then to go into a deficit that's probably going to get quite hard? So are you prepared overall to have like a two-year plan? You know, you can't just expect, yeah, the 12-week transformation. You know, years go into that. So you've really got to be brutally honest with yourself and with your coach, like, are you willing to go that far? And then you can't, and it's that quote, like you can't complain, you know, for the results that you don't get, for the work that yeah. you don't do. Because so many people do program hop or coach hop and they're like, oh, so-and-so didn't work for me or this didn't work for me. And it's like, there's a trend here. The problem is not the coach or the program or the this or the that. It's actually you. So you've got to be, very honest because looking a certain way is not easy like like you Andy like right now you are on 100 grams of carbs you are on 300 calories of cardio a day are you willing and able to do that and and work And if you don't look your best, that's their thing. 
as long as you tick every box. If you find that you're up on stage and you know you've not done everything, then yeah, that's, that's on you. Yeah, that's a realist, realistic way. You're going to be in your pants on stage, spray painted orange. You know, you are going to you know, look silly anyway, let alone now looking extra silly. Yeah. But you know, that's what's going on in your mind, Joe. You do have to be tough. Like, yeah, look, I'm not going to lie, you know, do I want to do 15,000 steps, 300 grams of calories, and 100 grams of carbs a day? No, I'd love to eat a burger and smash them. I love them. But the reality is, my goal is stronger than my, my long term goal is stronger than my short term one. Mm. And I'm okay with that, you know. I crack on, and it's like, you know, I said to Ollie, I'll take 300, you know, increasing 300 grams of carbs a day over this one day of 600 because it's better for me, better. And, you know, I'm okay mentally just to crack on. I'm okay, it's not that, it's not that tough. Like, is it, because it is a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if my food's ready, when I get a bit peckish, I'm, like, oh, I'm just doing a meal a little early. And if I'm eating all my meals, and I've done everything. I can just get bed early, you know. I'm just it's fine. But um, but realistically, is yeah, you do have to get uncomfortable. You know, you gotta be willing to put time to physique goal. It's not even a year. It's not even two years. To look the way you see the people on Instagram or the Rock or someone on TV. You see, like, I grew up in a time with Jean Claude Van Damme, Sly Stallone. Dolph Lundgren, massive guys, but like, you know, we'd spend 10 years of training, you know, 20 years of training, you know, yeah, obviously there's some genetics on some of them, you know, like freaks and some anabolics, whatever, but generally, even then, we're talking, you know, yes. 10 years of training, yeah. there's guys, you know, I've been training since I was 50, and it's not always been as structured and organised, you know, it's for different goals. But the fact is, that's made it easier for me to focus on physique because I just changed from what my goal was and put the same amount of effort into that as a performance goal. And, you know, so it's easy for me in that sense because I've, you know, been training for a long time. If you're new to training, you get into training later in life, you know, not even later in life, say in your mid-20s, and you go, know, right, I want to be a physique athlete. I've never trained a day in my life. It's going to take you a good, unless you're a genetic marvel, it's going to take you a good few years. Build some good muscle. To build muscle. And, yeah, and you will have to do diet phases to get the rebounds in. You know, so therefore, every time you diet, you're taking away from the time you can be growing. But it's a necessary evil to see. One, see where you are. One, to increase hunger. Stop too much body fat. But also, get that rebound phase. Then you rebound, but then you need to spend double the amount of time, three times the amount of time in a surplus to when you were dying. And then it's rinse and repeat for years. Not one, two years, we're talking minimum five years to really start seeing big changes. You know? Yep, it is the long term game. And I mean, even when clients sign up, like, I'd love to work with them for. You know, yeah, even if it's, um, you know, even if the sort of short-term goal is fat loss because it takes so much time to set up 
the mindset for a fat loss goal because you don't want to half-ass it. So if you don't have the routines and the habits and the mindset in place, you will half-ass your, your diet phase. And, so, yeah. <laughs> and that's never a good thing. Yeah. You want to do it properly. Prepare properly, do it properly, get in, get your result, and then get out. Because too many people okay. half-ass that diet phase because they're just not ready. The mindset I is not there. To people, if you know, if you're short on money, you can't really afford lots of coaching, you're better off paying for two cycles one in a dieting phase, and then do a, a growing phase with a coach because then you'll know how to structure both yourself. Yeah. You can learn and take that away and go, right, so now I know how this whole, this whole fat loss thing works. Yeah. You know, I've seen what my coach did, we can kind of replicate that. Now do the gaining phase of coach. Now I can see how that works. Yeah, and replicate that. A nice massive phase. Yeah. Yeah, and I say this to, to clients, I'm like, right. The whole purpose of you being with me is to learn, so you can do it yourself. True. So I'm okay with people want to go and do it themselves. I encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't say, feel free to come back when you want to. Yeah. Fat loss. Come back when you want to do some growing. Yeah, true, true, true. Because if, if you're if you're not learning, then it, it just it's it's almost wasted time. Well, that's our point. If you're just copying, just say you copy it. If you're not taking it in, yeah. Because you know, talking long term, there's going to be times when you know you want to just do things yourself, or you're away and you're not communicating so much with your coach. Yeah. Thinking, right, you've had to go, you know, you've gone traveling, you know, knowing how to do it yourself, being in between, you just, yeah, true, true. You can, you can, yeah, you have the basics, uh, you have the basics sorted, yeah, no, as a, as a thing, it's like, you know, and I think, you know, we, we all know that it's a long, it's a long term commitment, oh, it is. It's, uh, well, you know, it's a physique change. It's a long-term commitment. Yeah, takes, you know? takes time. So, but there's nothing to say you can't start in your 40s on the best body you've, you've ever had, but in your 40s, by the time you reach 50, you know, that's, that's reality. You know, you could be having the same physique. I've seen guys now 80s on, you know, on the... On the internet with great physiques, yeah. 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 So it, it, it's achievable. It's just yeah, you've got to be willing to take the time, not rush it. Because when you rush things, it always goes wrong. You take shortcuts, you, and then that might have an impact on your actual health. Yeah. Yep. We are in a world of shortcuts. That's for sure. And um, and I think that's. I'm sure when most people come to to work with us or any good coach you know it's generally a shock because it's going to be a lot longer you know than what they think or want and um that is the mindset work that is the mindset work it just cannot i cannot emphasize how important that is um because if you don't have that in place it's going to be really really hard for you to achieve whatever your your goal is you know to because those bad weeks are going to come 
learn from them and put other systems in place for how to cope. You know, if you have a problem with with food or with something, you know, it's always worth working with a professional on the on your the, your mental health for that. Um, it it really is, and yeah, I mean, if, and if you do have a, an aesthetic or performance goal, just yeah, you've always got to think the long term. Mm -hmm. Think long term. Think life. <laughs> exactly. You, that if you starve and you are 130 pounds soaking wet, but you show me a picture of you know Chris Bumstead. <laughs> At 245 one thing to factor in, another one. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is big time. And yeah, it's, again, it's, you know, it's worth working with a coach just to put in place mindset, you know, and work on routine and habit and having someone there to be accountable and to, to support you. Um, you I don't think, always yeah, have support, to have... Support, support. Yeah. You know, that's the purpose of, like I always say, the purpose of me is not to, you know, especially an online coach, it's not there to sit with you in the gym and make sure you're doing counting your reps. It's to say, right, this is what we get. It's been a good week. We're going to do this. But actually, converse is more important. Right, it's been a bad week. Let's pick you up. Let's dust you down. Let's make some changes. How can we help you better? How can we, you know, and that's what the coach is really for. Yeah. And when it's all going smoothly, it's really easy to coach someone. Yeah. <laughs> but where you earn your money is when it's not going well for yeah. yeah and like you say it's like what can we learn from what didn't work for you what can we yeah. learn from what you thought was a, a negative situation um, yeah and like when someone goes AWOL it's like why are you going AWOL it's like oh because yeah. I don't want to let you down you're like you're not letting me down <laughs> Yeah. You know, th this is this is what we're here for. To yeah. And time, even if you need a, a week, you know, a week off from the check-in because it's just you feel it's too much pressure for you. That's fine as well. Just message me and say you're okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> actually, I genuinely care. Yeah. It's not going silent. I'm like, oh, dude, don't do that. I'm not messaging you. Voice says you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it is a worry. You know. Yeah. I, I don't like to think of people sitting at home. Depressed, anxious, worried over something where a quick conversation and that they probably feel a lot better. Yeah, true, true, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and to know that, you know, they're not alone. Like, everyone goes through that, even us. We're we, we not a, a different species. We go through it all. It's just that we've, we've spent the time, you know, learning how to prioritize putting in the routines and the habits. So maybe for, you know, in terms of, fitness and nutrition for us it's a bit easier um, but also because we understand the science and everything behind it um, so again it is always worth understanding the basics because um, that does that does always help to guide you and to guide you away from the BS that is out there 
um, which generally makes you fall for quick fixes, which never work. <laughs> so I think that wraps up our mindset episode, and it it is it, it is the most underrated aspect, I would say, of your journey, and worth spending a lot of time on. Um, and yes, being kind to yourself, being kind to yourself. Yeah, I think I think mindset's one thing people skip over in their own personal journeys. They really want to just get to a sexy stuff of having abs. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> reality is but the most, the biggest thing you can do for yourself is change your mindset for the health you want for training. Exactly. Yes. yes. Well, on that optimistic note, we will end and we will see you next week. Well, no, not next week, but in a while. And because you're travelling. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, you know, we might be able to do something on yeah. Sunday. We won't be out. I'll say the next episode. Yeah.